0: praise podcast hey everybody this is Pastor Joshua lead pastor here at high praise and I want to thank you for downloading today's podcast we know that this message is going to encourage and bless you so I want you to open up your heart and receive what the Lord has for you today uh, how many of you really believe the word of the Lord today do you believe what the Lord is saying how many believe what the Holy Spirit is saying how many believe that you are in this season? I believe that your greatest days are yet ahead. And I believe that we are moving into some of the greatest things that the Lord is beginning to open up to us that we have ever seen before in our lives. And I will tell you, uh, I know you've all heard the old phrase, it's always darkest before dawn. But i tell you, in the last, I would say, three or four years, we have went through a lot of dark uh, seasons, so to speak. some Some seasons where it seemed like there was calamity and catastrophe all around us. But how about you know in the midst of that, God's light will always shine greater, and nothing takes the enemy by surprise, and God is gonna cause your greatest season to come forward. Amen, do you believe that today? If you turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13, I will minister quickly today, getting up just a little bit later than what we normally do, but I have a word to share with you, and I wanna uh, share a message called Eyes Wide Open, and it'll probably take two weeks to share this, and I want to share some things about living your life with prophetic vision. That I believe that God wants to give us vision and perspective from heaven today. I believe it's time for us to graduate from living with just eyes that we see the natural things that are going on in the earth and begin to get a heaven's perspective, beginning to get heavenly eyes to see what God sees and what God has for your life. I want you to hear this this morning, that whatever you might be looking at right now, God has something greater than what you're looking at. God has something greater for you. God has something that is greater in expanse, greater in increase. It is greater in every measure and every way. And I know that you know, all of us have experienced things And as I said before, you know, since really Hurricane Michael, there's a lot, and even before that, I know different people have, during different times have experienced different things. But understand this, God desires for you to begin to see something different and lift your vision and lift your gaze above what you're looking at right now. Hear this, whatever you're in right now, whatever you're experiencing right now, it is only temporary. Look at somebody and say, this is just temporary. Look at somebody and say, your situation is just temporary. That means this, it is subject to change. Not only is it subject to change, but it will change if you'll begin to look with a heavenly perspective and see what God desires to bring forth within your life. Amen? Matthew 13, verse 15, it says this, For the hearts, this is Jesus speaking, For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. You know, one of the things that Jesus reveals in this passage of Scripture is that you can have natural eyes and still not be seeing correctly. You can have natural ears and still not be hearing correctly. And I believe that is really uh, That's a summarization of the culture and not just in the world but many times even in the church that we're living in today where people are looking at everything with natural eyes but they're not seeing things with spiritual eyes. And understand even the loved one that you're believing God for right now there may be some natural things that are going on but hear this you must begin to see things in the spirit and the Lord wants to elevate your perspective today so that you can begin to see what he sees how many of you have a loved one that you're believing God for right now maybe one maybe you're believing for somebody that's not serving God right now a prodigal but I'm here to tell you today that we need to begin to see not them in the situation that they're in right now but you need to begin to see them with their hands lifted up worshiping and praising the Lord you need to begin to see them with a microphone prophesying the word of the Lord are you hearing what I'm saying today I will tell you that we had to do that with our brother-in-law, and many of you know the testimony already of Pastor Stacy's brother and how that he wasn't serving God. As a matter of fact, he was so lost, uh, I don't even think a GPS would have helped find uh, him to find his way. I mean, he was major league out there serving the devil with everything and every uh, fiber of his being. But, you know, the Lord began to speak to us. And by the way, I was looking at him from that perspective. That's the way that I was looking at him. I looked at him like a lost man. I told Pastor Stacy, you know, he's going to hell. That's exactly what I said. I'm just going to tell you out straight. I said, he's going to hell. I was fully convinced that there was no possibility of him ever getting saved, ever getting his life right with God. Has anybody ever met somebody like that that you thought the same thing? There's no way that they could ever get saved. Aren't you glad that God's mercy is greater than your vision. I said, aren't you glad aren't you glad that God's mercy is greater than your vision? And I'm here to tell you, you know, what God began to speak to us in some services. I won't give you the whole testimony, but we began to believe God for him. And we began to stand and we began to say, it doesn't matter what it looks like. We believe that he is going to serve the Lord. We believe that he's going to get saved. We believe in, you know, and many of you know the testimony of us actually buying a chair when we were uh, building this building. You know, I, I really felt led just lord we're gonna we're gonna we're going to buy a chair for our brother-in-law and i'm believing that he is going to sit there hear this we had to begin to see him sitting there before he ever sat there can i tell you a lot of believers never see the fulfillment of the promise because they don't see it before it takes place but the lord is admonishing you today by the spirit of the lord he wants to give you a new vision he wants to give you new insight he wants you to begin to see differently he wants you to begin to get a different perspective you see right now in the world that we're living in many people they can only see inflation but let me say this I don't see inflation I see my God will supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus I'm not living as an ostrich with my head in the sand but I just believe that God is greater in the midst of whatever is going on in the world our God is greater hallelujah look at somebody and say God is greater You see, the reality is many times Christians say that, but they don't really believe it. Well, thank you for that overwhelming response. They say that they believe God's greater, but they don't really believe it, and you can tell it by what they talk about all the time. Because what they talk about all the time is the negativity that's going on in the world, the negativity in the culture. I know the culture is going the wrong direction right now, but I believe that God is greater. And may I say this? I believe that the revival of God that is coming in this land is going to wipe out some of those things by the Holy Spirit. Amen. How many of you believe with me this morning that there's a great revival that God is bringing that's going to turn the hearts of the society, or turn the heart of the nation, will turn the heart of a county, will turn the heart of a state, will turn a Oh, we'll turn to the hearts of our school systems. Amen? Well, we have to begin to speak that. We have to begin to declare that, and we have to begin to see it. Look at somebody, and you say, you've got to begin to see what God sees. See, the Lord wants to give you vision. Jesus spoke specifically concerning having eyes to see. And whenever you, over there in Mark 8, 18, as a matter of fact, when he was talking in Matthew 13, the scripture that we just read, he was speaking specifically of God's covenant people. So understand this, you can be in covenant with God and still not have eyes to see. You can be in covenant with God and still not have ears to hear. And what Jesus actually said here is this this lack of having eyes to see is what prevents him from actually healing them. Because they're looking at the wrong things, he can't come and heal and bring deliverance. Can I tell you, God wants to bring healing and God wants to bring deliverance. But it's going to be predicated first by a new vision, a new perspective uh, that begins to arise within the church. You see, you might see dry bones, uh, but I see an army. Hallelujah. I'll say that again. You might see dry bones, but I see an army. You might see a prodigal, but I see a future prophet of God. Hallelujah. You might see sickness and disease, but I see health healing. You might see poverty, but I see prosperity. Is there anybody that is here with me today that are saying, Lord, ignite within me a fresh vision. Give me a new perspective. Hallelujah. You might see a broken marriage, but I see a marriage that is on fire and they're serving God together in a way that they never have before. What are you looking at? Well, you don't understand who I live with. No, I don't. I'm thankful I don't. But praise God, understand this. God will still give you a vision in the middle of it. And he'll give you a fresh perspective, amen. So Jesus was actually speaking to God's covenant people. And he's emphasizing the need for us to have eyes to see properly. In Mark 8, 18, he said this, having eyes, he's talking to his disciples here. Having eyes, do you not see, and ears, do you not hear? It's amazing how many times that Jesus is always talking about, hey, you've got eyes, why aren't you seeing this? You have ears, why are you not hearing this? Jesus was constantly emphasizing the importance of seeing and hearing correctly. I will tell you, when somebody begins to see incorrectly, and whenever they begin to hear incorrectly, until that is corrected, they cannot receive the fullness of everything that God has for their lives. They'll receive maybe a measure, but they won't receive the fullness. They'll walk in a measure, but they won't walk in the fullness. Until they begin to see differently, until they begin to hear differently. And I believe that in the hour that we're living, understand this. We have to begin to operate and function different than the culture and the world. If you haven't figured it out by now, the culture's a little messed up. The culture's a little off kilter. But understand this, we have to make a decision, Lord, we're gonna walk by faith, not by sight. We're gonna walk by what you say. Think about this for just a moment. How many times have there been prophetic words that have been spoken over this church and within this church about great revival that as God is gonna bring to this area, to this region, to the state and the nation? Here's the question. Do we believe that word and will we begin to look once again, and get a perspective of revival rather than decline. See, many times talk, we talk about the decline of the culture. May I say, we got to begin to reverse our speech, and it starts by our, us reversing our perspective and beginning to see revival and breakthrough coming forth in the world today. Amen. I know, I know that when we look with the natural eye, things look bleak. I know when we look with the natural eye, things may not look like everything is, uh, uh, you know, right and correct, uh, and obviously we don't see a fullness of revival, but let me say this. I believe if we will begin to look once again, you know, we're going to have to be like the servant who the prophet kept sending back, uh, and uh, he said, I hear the sound of abundance of right. Go out and look. Do you see anything? I don't see anything. Prophet comes back. Go look again. You know, some of us. May need to go look again finally he began to see a cloud the size of a man's hand may i say i believe that there's a cloud the size of a man's hand that is arising on the horizon and god is going to begin to open your eyes to see what he is revealing today amen some of you need a cloud to arise on the horizon of your family i'm telling you it's coming hallelujah some of you need a cloud the size of a man's hand to begin to arise in your healing and your health maybe in your finances and i'm here to declare to you that god is causing his hand to begin to arise i hear the sound of the abundance of rain amen look at somebody and say i hear the sound of rain oh i want to say it again i hear the sound of rain I said, I hear the sound of rain. I I believe that there is a revival that God is releasing that is going to shake the nations of the earth. I believe that there is a revival that God is releasing that's going to turn some things around. We talk about it and we sing about God being the turnaround, but I'm telling you, we are going to see it manifest right before our eyes. Amen? Do you believe that today? Understand this. Whenever Jesus said, having eyes do you not see and ears do you not hear, this means that believing in the Lord only doesn't mean that you can spiritually see. There is a difference in being saved and then living with prophetic vision and having eyes to see. You can be saved and be spiritually blind as a bat. And unfortunately, many times, that's the way the church has operated. That's the way the church has functioned. Saved, yes, Going to heaven, yes, you know, redeemed by the blood of Jesus, but yet they're walking around with spiritual blinders on, and they can't actually see what God desires to reveal. When I talk about spiritual blinders, what I mean is this. They can only see the natural realm that is right in front of them. I want you to understand that God wants to elevate your perspective, and he wants to open your eyes. How many of you are willing for the Lord to open your eyes today? How many of you are willing to say, Lord, I want you to say this, Lord open my eyes to see what you see come on say lord open my eyes to see what you see say this i desire to see what you what you see lord see god's vision for your life is much greater than what you have seen in the natural what god's vision for your life is much greater than what you might be looking at presently paul even emphasized The necessity for living with prophetic vision. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says this, While we do not look at the things which are seen. I think it's very interesting that he says we don't look at the things which are seen. We don't look at the things that are seen. In other words, I'm not living my life by what I see in the natural. Listen, if I live my life by what I see in the natural, it'll make you want to go home, turn on the gas, light a match, goodbye world, goodbye, right? When if, if you live your life solely by what you see in the natural, there's times that you want to throw in the towel and give up. If you live your life solely by what you see in the natural, you'll say, you know, uh, you, know you might as well just kiss the world goodbye. But understand this, God wants to give you a vision of something different. He says, we don't look at the things which are seen, but the, the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. Everybody shout, temporary how many know what temporary means that means it's not gonna last I said it's not gonna last oh somebody needs to hear that today whatever situation you're in right now hear this it's not gonna last it's not forever. It's not the final verdict. doesn't matter what somebody said. It's not. doesn't matter what somebody may have declared over you. It doesn't even matter what your kids said. Your kids may have said one thing, but understand this. That is only a temporary verdict that they pronounce, but the King of kings and Lord of lords has already pronounced a verdict over that child that's dabbling in homosexuality, that one that is involved in drug addiction. Understand this. There is a verdict from heaven. Heaven that has already been declared and that verdict is this if I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ not only would I be saved but that my entire household would be saved there's a verdict from heaven that has already been decreed by the supreme judge that says this in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters your sons and your daughter oh hear the word of the Lord your sons and your daughters your sons and your daughters Your sons, if anybody's believing for a prodigal right now, you ought to be shouting right now. Your sons and your daughters, uh, they will prophesy. Hallelujah. That's what my Bible tells me. Your sons and your daughters, they will prophesy. Look at somebody say, your sons, uh, your daughters, uh, they will prophesy. Let me say it another way. They can run, but they can't hide. You know what? And God's already got a hook in their jaw. And some of you guys that are fishermen, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes the fish will go that way, and they'll go this way. They'll go underneath the boat. They'll do all sorts of things. I'm not a fisherman, but I have seen it happen. I've watched it on TV. But anyway, and they'll have that that fish. Will be, you know, there's a hook. That they, they've got that fish hooked, which means he ain't going nowhere. He may put up a fight, but you know where he's going to end up? He's going to end up in the boat. I'm going to say it again, they're going to end up in the boat. You can run, but you can't hide, praise God. It doesn't matter where you go, the presence of the Lord is going to follow you. The Holy Ghost is going to follow you. You know what David said? Even if I make my bed in hell, I can't even escape you if I make my bed in hell. You know what, they might be living in hell right now. They may have actually went to hell, so to speak. You know what, they may be doing everything. When you look at it in the natural and you go, I don't know what has happened to them. They're going crazy right now. But understand this, God has got this for you. And God's given you vision to begin to see something different than what you've been looking at. Hallelujah. Listen, there's some testimonies here within this church body. You know, I look over here at the Povolitis family, and I look at Tory Povolitis, and I'm telling you, I think. uh, uh, Well, let me say it like this: when we, when everybody was looking at things in the natural, when Vic and Kay were looking at things in the natural, it seemed like it was a hopeless situation. Am I right? Is that fair to say, Tory? But God. Everybody say, but God. Say, but God. You know, my kids been doing da 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 but God. I everybody hear this. God's always got a but for you. You know, so many times you can read in the Bible where it says this and this and this has happened. But, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> and some of you might need a big butt, but praise God. Hear this. Understand this. God always has a, regardless of what might be going on, there is an edict from heaven that's already been decreed. There is a declaration that the Holy Ghost has already made over your life. There's a declaration that the Holy Ghost has already made over your family. There's a declaration that God has already made over your healing. There's a declaration that God has already made over your financial situation. And may I say that His declaration is this. You are blessed. You are saved. You are healed. You are delivered. Now begin to look at that once again. Begin to see something different than what you're looking at. There's something, there's a vision that God wants to release within your life because hear this. If you can't Perceive it you can't receive it I'll say it again if you can't perceive it you can't receive it and God's wanting to give you a different perception you that need breakthrough in your business I'm telling you God wants to give you a perception of your business overflowing stop looking at everything in the natural and say but God Lord I know that you've got a vision for me I didn't start this business in order to go broke you're gonna prosper me and everything that I put my hand to do it will be blessed hallelujah amen Turn to 2 Kings chapter 6. Are y'all getting anything out of this? I haven't even gotten to the meat of the message. That's the reason it's going to take two weeks. 2 Kings 6 verse 8. Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel, and he consulted with his servants, saying, My camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. In other words, God was revealing the plans of the enemy to the prophet. And the prophet was then sending the message to the king of Israel and said, this is where they're going to be. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. In in other words, many times. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. He was upset. And he called his servants and said to him, will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? He thought he had a traitor in the camp. Somebody's going and telling the king of Israel what we're going to do. And one of the servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet, who is in Israel. Everybody say, Thank God for prophets. The prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel, by the way, there are too many churches that are non profit organizations. I mean that we are not a non profit organization. How I many you know prophets are necessary in the church? Prophetic people are necessary in the church. We need the prophetic ministry within the church. Amen? As a matter of fact, if you don't have prophets and don't have prophetic ministry act- actively involved in manifesting, you will be, uh, begin to actually walk blind. But anyway, let's go ahead. That's a whole nother message. And so he said, go and see where he is that I may send and get him. I'm going to apprehend this, th- this guy. And it was told him, saying, Surely he is in Dothan. That's not Dothan, Alabama, by the way. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And there came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, "Alas, my master, what shall we do? Obviously the servant is evaluating everything based upon what he sees at the moment. I'm seeing an army, I'm seeing horses and I'm seeing we don't have any. I'm seeing all this 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 great military barrage that surround us and and I don't know what we're going to do. He's evaluating everything solely by what he's looking at in the natural. So he answered, uh, this is what the prophet said, "Do not fear." Everybody say don't fear. Look at somebody say don't be afraid. You know fear is a tactic of the enemy to rob you of your faith. Fear opens the door for the enemy to work. Faith opens the door for God to operate and function. Fear always believes for the undesirable. Faith actually receives the desirable that God wants for your life. You know one of the it's amazing how many times we see in the Bible that it says, "Do not fear." And I tell you, if you're believing God for your kids, don't fear. Don't be afraid. For you that are believing for your healing, don't be afraid. Praise God. For you that are believing for financial breakthrough, don't be afraid. For you that are believing for issues that are going on in your mind, in your soul, understand this. Don't be afraid. The Lord is with you. Amen. Do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. I love that. Those those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Can everybody just say that together? Let's say that together. Those who are with us... Are more than those who are with them. Say it again. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Would you look at somebody and say this? Those who are with you are more than those who are with them. Praise God. Come on, tell them. Those who are with you are more than those who are with them. You see, one of the things that we have to understand, that even whenever you can't see angels, angels are still present. Even whenever you can't see breakthrough, breakthrough is already there. Even whenever you can't see the answer, the answer is already there, praise God. And so this is what happened. Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes. Everybody shout, open his eyes. Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountains was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Now understand this. The young man actually seeing the angelic forces that was around them didn't cause him to suddenly appear. The only thing it did was reveal to him something that was already there so that then he could begin to tap into a help that he could not tap into previously. Let me say it another way. Until he saw it, he couldn't receive from it. Until he actually had his eyes opened, he couldn't receive the benefit of it. And I believe what the Lord is saying to us today is this, Church, I want to open your eyes to see what you haven't seen so that you can receive the help that you need. I want to open your eyes to see what I have planned for you so that you can begin to take full advantage of it and receive it in its fullness. How many of you are willing to allow the Lord to open your eyes today? I believe God wants to give us prophetic vision. As you read on down, what ended up happening is that they actually took, the entire Syrian army captive praise God and then they fed him and led them to another place in other words the war was won because of somebody who had prophetic vision Amen? You see, prophetic eyes enable you to see the end from the beginning. They enable you to see correctly as God sees. Elisha saw what others could not see. The key to victory in this situation was the fact that he had vision and he could see what everybody else was blind to. The key to victory was Elisha's prophetic eyes. His confidence was rooted in what he saw in the spirit that others failed to realize his enemy would have never showed up if they would have seen what Elisha saw listen my friend God wants to cause you to begin to see some things that you haven't seen before and I'm not talking about just seeing things in the natural realm I'm talking about beginning to see things that you cannot see with the natural eye to begin to look into the spirit now I'm not talking about getting weird and strange or, or squirrely. everybody don't understand what I'm talking about this uh, when, when I talk about this don't 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 take this to an extreme but what I am telling you is this it is time for us to begin to see what God desires for us to see rather than just always keeping our gaze in the realm of the natural You know, we have many military people that are here, people that have been in the military, and one of the things that we use in the United States military is military intelligence and recon. We have spy planes, and now we use satellites. But back in the day, many, many years ago, I don't know if anybody remembers the SR-71 Blackbird. Does anybody remember that aircraft? I mean, it was actually a beautiful, beautiful aircraft. But anyway, I remember that aircraft, but it was a spy plane. And the reality is that plane flew so high and so fast that uh, it was basically um, uh, immune to missile fire because by the time the missiles got up there it was already gone. So you know we had the SR-71 Blackbird and even before that there was the U-2. We used that to actually spy on the enemy. You see whenever you can see what the enemy is doing you have the advantage. There are many people, many Christians today that fall into the trap of the enemy solely because they can't see the trap that the enemy's laid. And I believe that the Lord wants to give us vision so that we'll begin to see, uh, I see that trap and I'm gonna pass on by that. I'm not gonna fall trap, fall in the trap that the enemy has for me because I see what the enemy has planned, amen? And so whenever you see what the enemy's doing, you have the advantage. During World War II, we use something called cryptoanalysis. And it was the science of actually deciphering codes and it contributed significantly to winning the war having knowledge of the plan of the enemy knowing where the enemy was located enabled us to successfully target him and take him out praise god understand when you know where the enemy's at you can target him and take him out how many got some enemies that need to be taken out today i'm not talking about natural enemies i'm talking about things in the spirit things that you are warring against understand that god wants to give you understanding he wants to open your eyes and then give you a plan of attack amen prophetic vision and spiritual vision, it will actually produce the blessing of the Lord. I'm closing with this. Isaiah 45, verse 3, it says this, I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. Prophetic eyes will give you the advantage. Notice it says that, dark, uh, that he'll give you the treasure of darkness and secret places. He's talking about that which is concealed. Please write this down. Your treasure is in the place that no one else can see. Your treasure is in the place where no one else can see. Can I tell you, I believe that the Lord wants to begin to release to you ideas that have not been released to other men. I believe that God wants to release to us divine strategies That haven't been released in days before because he desires for us to begin to take hold of the treasure that he has for us amen you know what there are people that are lost and i believe that god wants to reveal to us strategies to win the loss I know, obviously, we preach the gospel, but you know what? I believe there's methods that God is going to give us to begin to reach the lost in ways that we haven't before. And we have to be open to what the Holy Spirit desires to do and also the way in which he desires to do it. Can everybody say amen? I don't know if anybody remembers, uh, anybody remember or did you ever see the movie Back to the Future? Did anybody see the movie Back to the Future? Yeah. And, and is in, I think it was in episode two that uh, Biff gets a hold of the 1985 sports almanac. Remember that? And so it goes back to 1955, and he's got the sports almanac. And of course, what he does, he begins, he has all the winners that are gonna win all of the games and he and becomes a multimillionaire in the movie. Does anybody remember that? Yeah, you remember that? And if you think about it, just think about it for just a moment. And if you knew, if you knew everything that was gonna happen in the next 10 or 20 years, what you would be able to do and what kind of advantage you would actually have. I want everybody to hear this. I believe that God desires, this is what he said, he said the Holy Spirit comes and that he will reveal to you, get this, things to come. Everybody say the Holy Spirit will reveal to me things to come. In other words, things might look great right now, but the Holy Spirit may reveal to you something that's down the road that you need to avoid. Or it might look bad right now, but the Lord may say, you got to stay with it because there's something down the road that you might not see right now, and you can't judge everything by what you're looking at. Right? You know, the reason that, I'll use Will as an example, the reason, one of the reasons that God's blessed him is God gave him an idea of something that was going to be necessary, that filled the need as a matter of fact, some people didn't. Even, well, they knew some did, but many people, many boaters, didn't even know they needed it until actually he came out with it, and then they revealed this will actually help me, and they actually began to buy his product. No, and I don't want to go into all detail about that. But see, the Lord revealed something to him, that, and he, he he invented that, he created that, and now today he has a multi-million-dollar business. <laughs> Amen. See, God will reveal to you things that are to come in order to help you navigate where you're at right now and so that you stay on course, right? So that you stay on the course that God has for you. You know, on the heels of Hurricane Michael, there are some that only saw destruction while others saw opportunity. Are y'all hearing me? Some only saw devastation while others saw possibilities that did not exist previously. Can I tell you that there were some people that only saw calamity, but people here at I praise, we saw shalamity, praise God. Everybody say shalam. There was all kind of edicts that were made over this area, all kind of edicts that were made over this region. There were some people that said it'll never come back. There are people that are totally written off the east side of Panama City. There was talks of closing the base. And we know what you know, could have possibly happened as a result of that. But you know what? We had a word from the Lord. And you know what? That word created a vision within us. And while you see devastation, uh, we see restoration. Hallelujah. While you see calamity, hallelujah, we see provision. While you're looking at inflation, uh, I'm seeing my God supplies all my need uh, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I walk by faith and not by sight. I'm walking by what I know that God has promised and what I know that God has declared, I am walking with prophetic vision. I'm walking with prophetic sight. You know what that does? That causes me to lift my head up high and keep on walking in the midst of everything going on. I will not be shaken. I will not be moved. I will not be disturbed. He is the anchor of my soul. He is the rock of my salvation and I will not be moved from what I believe because I know that if he said it, he will be faithful to perform it and he will do it. Would you stand to your feet today? hallelujah how many of you believe the word of the Lord today how many of you of say Lord I want to live my life with prophetic eyes come on just so lift your hands to the Lord right there I believe that God's wanting us to begin to walk with a different perspective I, I believe God wants us to begin to walk with different vision different insight rather than just living our lives like natural mere mortal men God wants us to begin to live on a higher plane he wants us to begin to live in a place where we're looking at his promise, where there's a vision, there's a perspective that we are walking in that causes us not to be moved in the midst of every situation. I've been saying this, I've said it quite a bit here lately. The church has been the king of freakouts. Everything that happens in the world, we freak out. And rather than being the answer, we sometimes become a part of the problem. And I wanna say that God wants to turn that and get us to where we we keep our vision steady. I know crazy things are happening, but you know what, I gotta keep my eyes on something else. I know those folks over there are doing this, but you know what, I know what God said. And what God said is revival. What God said is restoration. What God said is there's gonna be a major move of God that's gonna sweep some of the crazy people, hallelujah, that's gonna have to have their minds renewed, uh, but you know, it's gonna sweep them into the kingdom of God. And by the way, I just wanna tell you, you know what, there's gonna be people that are gonna come into this, this church over the next decade you know what they're going to look different they're going to smell different they're going to act different you know what you may not even recognize them you may go i don't even know where you what you crawled out from under but understand this you know what we're going to do as a church we're going to put our arms around them we're going to pray for them we're going to see god bring deliverance in their lives no that that's not a high praise response right there I said, whenever they come into this church, you know what we're going to do? We're going to wrap our arms around them. We're going to pray for them. We're going to minister deliverance to them. We're going to see them restored. They're going to be jacked up. But you know what? God has a different vision for their life. And hear this if we can't see the vision that God has for their life how can we expect them to see what God has for them if we can't look beyond what we're seeing right now and see what God has planned for them my friend we will never be able to minister effectively to them God has great plans for your life and I believe that we are as we've already stated this morning our greatest days are yet ahead your greatest days Well, you know, in order to see that, you're going to have to see it. I'll say that again. In order to see it, you've got to see it. You can't see it until you first of all see it. You have to see it in the spirit before you'll ever see it in the natural. If you can't see it in the natural, in the spirit, you'll never be able to see it in the natural. Can I say this building that we're in this morning? I saw it in the spirit before I saw it in the natural. The Lord actually gave me a plan for this building that we're in right now. And I remember it was actually on New Year's Eve, uh, New Year's Day. Yes. And I saw it. We were wondering, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? And the Lord gave it, gave it to me. I drew it out on a napkin. I drew it out on a piece of paper then. And I went to an architect and I said, this is what I want. Can you draw it up? No problem. And then they they made a... You know a design of it but understand if if there had been no design there would have been no way to build and we had to see it hear this we had to see it before we saw it and understand this there is a design that God has for your life there's like a there's like a blueprint that God has for your life and he's wanting to reveal that blueprint to you he's wanting to reveal that design to you why so that you can then begin to see it happen in the natural how many say lord i want you to reveal your plan for my life come on just lift your hands lord we thank you that you're revealing your plan you're revealing the plan that you have for our lives you're revealing god what you have for us lord god give us eyes to see come on just begin to pray lord give me eyes to see 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 what others cannot see give me eyes to see for my family Give me eyes to see for my healing. Give me eyes to see for my financing. Give me eyes to see for every area of my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name.